0: This is Points North, a show from Interlochen Public Radio, where we hear about life in northern Michigan through the news, the people, and the places. I'm your host, Dan Wanshura. Coming up later on the show, property owners all along Lake Michigan are panicking. High water levels are eating away more and more of their land.
1: People's stairs have, have slid down and been uh, basically demolished. This, this hillside here actually slid down from here, and the trees came with it.
0: Hear what some are doing to protect their homes. Plus, can homeowners buy insurance for this type of disaster? But first, Fishtown in Leland continues to struggle with the high water levels. Buildings called shanties are at risk of being washed away this winter. Now the Fishtown Preservation Society is rushing to move the shanties from their original location so the rotting foundations can be rebuilt. IPR's Noelle Riley has more.
2: Shanties line the water in Fishtown, Some of the structures are over 100 years old, and most house shops right on the water. That includes Fishtown's famous cheese shanty, a sandwich shop where tourists flock. The water right now is right, it's up over the foundation, and you look and you can see a foot up to two feet higher of where that water has gotten several different times this summer. That's Amanda Holmes. She's the executive director of the Fishtown Preservation Society. She says the Cheese Shanty and two other buildings are at risk of being carried away with the water, especially if it freezes. Suddenly it's like this giant shanty cube that's just going to have water flowing underneath it, and that could literally pull it right up off of the foundation. Water around Fishtown froze solid the last two winters in early January. So foundation work must be completed by December. Holmes is still waiting on permits from the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers, Eagle, and the State Preservation Office. I'm crossing my fingers, basically. Fishtown is working with Gene Hopkins, a historical architect, to help with the looming problem.
3: We're going to move them up
1: on dry land and kind of encapsulate them, protect them because they are so historically significant, then perform our work, and then exactly set them back where they were.
2: The goal is to get the shanties put back on their foundations by next spring. For Points North, I'm Noelle Riley.
0: This is Points North. I'm Dan Wanshura. As Lake Michigan water levels remain at a near record high, more and more shoreline is being eaten away every day. Property owners are panicking. Large trees are sliding down steep banks into the water. Wooden staircases are being torn out. And as the fall storm season approaches, some worry their homes will be next. In 2014, Steve Gould and his wife, Mary Jane, built their dream home in Manistee. It's perched high on a sandy bluff overlooking Lake Michigan. Blue, fresh water stretches out as far as the eye can see.
1: The North Country, to me, is is sacred. It's what I've always wanted, so here we are as retired folks. We feel lucky and happy to be here.
0: Now, high water levels on Lake Michigan are threatening to take away that dream for the Goulds and many other property owners along Michigan's coastline. Above-average rainfall the past few years has led to above-average water levels in Lake Michigan. The U.S. Army Corps of Engineers predicts over the next six months the lake will remain near or even surpass water level records set back in 1986. That means more and more shoreline will be swallowed by high waves coming from the Brimming Lake. Gould says many of his neighbors are living in quiet terror as water gets closer and closer to their homes and cottages.
1: You know, if you're, if you're in water and it's coming up and it's up to your, to your chest, it's up to your neck, it's up to your chin, when it gets up to your nose, it's, it's now all of a sudden a big emergency. And so I think a lot of people feel that um, it's up to their nose now.
0: That's led many property owners to build stabilizing structures in the water. Steve Gould decided on a 100-foot-long sandstone revetment. He says the permitting process took about three months and another three months to build. Large boulders fit together almost like a jigsaw puzzle and form a sort of armored shell to repel the waves off the shoreline. His finished project cost around $100,000.
1: when the waves hit these rocks, instead of the rocks absorbing that force, it seems to direct that force backward into the next oncoming wave. Now to build
0: the shoreline structure, you need permits from the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers, the state, and the county. And that takes months. Katie Otanez is a regulatory project manager with the Army Corps based out of Detroit. She says right now they've been getting way more permit requests than normal.
2: Normally we start to see applications taper off toward the end of summer and into fall, but right now we're still receiving a lot of applications for shore protection.
0: Otana says they've been reviewing a wide variety of proposals, some rock revetments, seawalls, even some bioengineering projects. Now, for example, a break wall that runs perpendicular to the shore is probably going to take longer to review because of concerns about erosion, down drift in the lake.
2: We really leave it up to applicants, their consultants, their engineers, as far as what is the appropriate and effective solution for shore protection at a site.
0: Otana says the complexity of the structure can cause more delays in the permit issuing process.
3: This severe damage has only really happened over the last uh, two months.
0: Dennis Schreier also lives in Manistee, and he isn't building anything quite yet. He's still waiting on one of those permits from the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers. This summer, he lost his wooden staircase leading down the bluff to the water. He calls what's happening a slow-motion disaster.
3: This bluff actually changes almost every day now. this was all, you can imagine, it was all vegetated. There were probably 15 or 20 fairly large trees up here uh, that have now all fallen into the lake.
0: Schreier is working with the contractor on plans to install a steel seawall with large rocks piled up in front of it to break up the wave action. He's had quotes done between 90 and $190,000.
3: Never in my life, I guess, would I have thought I'd be spending the kind of money I'm spending without a real absolute guarantee that it would work. And I think that's the sense that people are going into this with. They, uh, they're wondering if even if they spend all this money, that Mother Nature has uh, lots of power that uh, can only be resisted uh, to a certain degree.
0: Others also question the long-term effectiveness of these shoreline stabilization techniques. Rob Carson is the planning director for Manistee County. He says the key to all of this is to stop building houses so close to the water.
3: If they fall down the bluff and they crash on the beach, the cleanup cost estimates are going to be much greater than trying to move these structures back or to demolish the structures before they fall down the bluff.
0: Carson says in some cases, insurance companies are starting to pull their coverage from homes too close to the eroding shorelines. And with fall storms coming, even more panic is setting in. I'm Dan Wanshura. This is Points North. In that last story, I mentioned that some insurance companies are pulling coverage on homes too close to the eroding shoreline. And that got us wondering, are there any insurance options for homeowners in this predicament? IPR's Taylor Wisner joins me in studio to talk about it. Hi, Taylor. Hi, Dan. Is there any insurance that covers erosion caused by the high water levels in Lake Michigan, Taylor?
4: No, not really. Homeowner's insurance doesn't cover it. They have a clause that specifically says it does not cover erosion. Hmm. Uh, although some people may remember FEMA used to have a program that was used in Michigan in the 1980s during a high water period. Sure. The government would buy out properties with significant erosion that were close to falling into the lake, but that amendment was later discontinued.
0: Okay. What about flood insurance? Would that cover anything for these homeowners?
4: Possibly. The Association of State Floodplain Managers Alan Luloff says that erosion that happens due to a single storm could be covered.
3: Flooding that occurs due to a storm event where waves kind of overtop the shoreline and, and flood the property and, and they could cause some potential erosion, that uh, can be covered.
4: But he says if erosion is happening over a longer period of time, that likely would not be covered.
0: So, Taylor, it sounds like flood insurance probably isn't going to help these folks on Lake Michigan then, right?
4: That's right. Uh, But some recommend flood insurance just in case. I spoke with the owner of Bayview Insurance Agency, Don Noka, and he says each claim is evaluated on its own merits. But he says ultimately it's up to the federal government to decide what could be covered. Flood insurance is managed by the federal government under the National Flood Insurance Program. And he says it's unclear whether unusually high water levels, like what we're seeing on the Great Lakes right now, would constitute an insurance claim.
3: Is the federal government going to consider our current state on Lake Michigan and other waters um, to be exceeding anticipated cyclical levels? I have no stinking idea.
4: I tried reaching out to FEMA to see if flood insurance would cover any erosion caused by high water, and they did not get back to me.
0: So maybe, who knows. Uh, Say somebody wanted to look into flood insurance for their property just in case. How much is that going to cost them a month?
4: Well, it can cost up to a few thousand dollars a month. And again, that's for something that may not even cover the damage.
0: All right. Taylor Wisner, thanks for filling us in.
4: You're very welcome.
0: And that wraps up the show this week. I'm Dan Wanshura. Our executive producer is Noel Riley. Catch the show Fridays on IPR News Radio at pointsnorthradio.org or wherever you listen to podcasts.